This is the Abraham's Wallet podcast. Abraham's Wallet spans the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Here's the thing. I I was just walking down the street this morning, going on a run with my daughter, and met up with a clutch of dads who were like, hey, um, we're about to become homeschooling fathers, and we never planned on it, but you have had a homeschooling household for a few years now. Got some suggestions for us? I was like, oh, that's a really good question. Um, And I don't know about your city where you're listening to this, but my city is Cincinnati. And as of four o'clock today, everyone in the city will be a homeschooling family. And most people are not prepared for that and never wanted that. So we thought it might be helpful to give you some tips on how to transition quickly to being a homeschooling family in a way that's... um, most helpful to keep your world sane. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's great. Our school is canceled. So we have kids at home. They were sent home with computers with the private school. Yes. But the instructions were nothing happening today. Starting Monday, we'll be learning online. Wow. In person with the teachers. Uh, so I don't want to take too much credit for, for homeschooling, but I do think what we're kind of wondering is, and, and where I think that you can really help us here, a lot of people like my family don't have a stay-at-home parent that is constantly available. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys have managed to do homeschooling with two people that have jobs yeah, And I would love to, to hear a little bit about how you swing that, because I think that's going to be the reality for a lot of people for the next few weeks. Yeah, and um, I, this is all tw- in, intertwined. I know a lot of people listening, they have just realized they're going to be working from home. So there's a lot of that, a lot of that stuff in the air. So how do you juggle all this stuff? Um, just before we started recording, I had a quick convo with um, the lady that we bring in on Wednesday mornings and Friday mornings. We have her for four hours, Wednesday mornings, four hours, Friday mornings. This lady, such a cool lady, she homeschooled for 24 years, had a whole bunch of kids, homeschooled them all. Um, They're like um, NCAA scholarship athletes, high performers there's she's got coaches and professors on her downline now she's been very good at it and she's the lady we god gave us to come into our house which is really cool and i just asked her how would you ask people to quickly transition and i asked my wife so here's some tips ready ready first tip get a place have a place in your house that is the school place so clean up at a corner of your basement. If all you've got is half of our dinner table, great. Um, stock that area, make it feel schooly. 
however you can to just get other distractions out of that space, make it feel like school, have, the, have a place protected so that school doesn't drift into bedrooms and living rooms and all over that place. That's not good mentally for your kids. So just have a place that you protect and you're not allowed to do anything else in this space. This is our school space for the time being. Number two is like it, which is kids are used to the transition of leaving home, there being some kind of transportation, then they go to school, then it officially starts. So some formality to starting the day is helpful for them. You could make that, if you lived in a one, one bedroom house, then you could walk outside and we're gonna say a prayer outside and then school begins. That's something that we, I've always done leading uh, homeschool with my kids is, we have a little manifesto that we say every day to start the day. And it's like, today to honor God, I will be a great student. I will honor my teacher. I will finish my assignments, blah, blah, blah. And then we say again at the end, today to honor God, I will be a great student. And my, I have my kids stand up. We face forward. We, say, we, we all say that together. I say a little prayer. We sit down and the school day has begun. So just that little transition protects the mental space of now we're in school. So I would say to anybody, have a little formality to it's starting now. And again, it or it will drift off into, well, it's before breakfast. I mean, I could get a little school done now. Well, I could wait until after dinner and I could finish some of this stuff. Don't do that. Protect the space so that this is our focus time. And then this is really important not only for homeschooling, it's important if you're working at home that you have a quitting time. This is the stop time so that you can look at your watch and go, okay, kids, we've got 45 minutes left. We, we, gotta, we gotta do this. Um, we're, we're coming up to finish time here. And not only because we want that kind of squeeze to, to, to be done, but we also want the relief that goes, okay, it's three o'clock. We said we would finish at three, we're done. So that again, you don't have the tension and anxiety of it's just always happening. And I know that happens with people who work at home a lot, which is, well, there's always work to do. So you can just go endlessly. I read something this week that said that when people work at home, their hours actually increase of working time because they have this weird sense of guilt about being at home and thinking, well, it's kind of so easy to go get jelly beans. And so ah, I should, I, I should, give more time here. Oh, I just put in a load of laundry. Oh, I shouldn't be doing that. I'll take a few more calls. I'll give more, a few more emails. You shouldn't do that. There's nothing wrong with taking breaks at home because you take breaks when you're at the workplace. Um, so there's nothing wrong with doing a load of laundry or what you're not cheating your company by taking breaks, but you should have a stop time that it's over now. A lot of times a transition for that should be, let's take the dog on a walk. This is the end of the day. It could be, let's get a drink. It could be, let's change clothes. Let's do the Mr. Rogers, take off the button down shirt and put a t-shirt on and just go, it's over. So I think those things are important for protecting mental space. You wanna to react to that or shall I continue? Um, no, I think that's all helpful. It's like a, your your day starter is kind of a kingdom replacement for the Pledge of Allegiance that we all said when we were little kids. Right. I like that. Yep. I don't have anything wrong. I don't have anything against the pledge. Um, although I know hilarious stories of 
homeschoolers who came into an assembly or something and said, I'm not pledging allegiance to that. Uh, we, we're, we have a king already, so I'm not pledging allegiance to that, which is kind of funny. Um, um, Melanie, our lady here uh, in the house, also recommended consistency. She said, it's just so easy to fudge on your start times and your stop times and kind of go, well, let's take a break. I need, we need to go to the store. And then so you just kind of put school on hiatus for an hour and a half and then you come back and you sort of start again. And she said, you should act like what's happening in your home. And we do this, we, we have to do it for scheduling purposes, but you, you have to act like there is a start and a stop time for your school. And I would even recommend for people who are going, ah, ah, what do we do? I would put a schedule up on your wall and say school starts whatever time you want. It starts at 8.30. We take a break for lunch from 11.30 to 12.15. Then we have school again. We have a 30-minute recess that happens at 2.30, and then we're done with school at 3.30. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever your schedule is, put it up on the wall so that again, you have some accountability to it. it you're going to get your stuff done. I mean. It's funny, I asked Melanie, what's, what's your number one recommendation? She goes, well, you have to do the work. I thought that was really funny um, that she said, you know, you've got to get through the schooling. The, the, I, I am sure that um, kids who are used to the public school system, when they all get chucked into homes, there's gonna be a lot of slush that happens and a lot lost in transition. And I, I bet that people will be um, a little bit too promiscuous with their time. And so I would, I, I would just stress to everybody, hey, you got to take this seriously. This is your child's education. It really matters. And so get the stuff done. And I think having a schedule uh, keeps you to that. At it least. seems to me like amongst the homeschooling families we've rubbed up against, they diverge to one of the two poles of educational rigor. Either their kids end up way ahead and killing it, yep. or they're in third grade and they're reading, <laughs> you know, cat in the hat. And so- Because they've been experiencing nature. They've been <laughs> experiencing the slush that you mentioned. So yes. I can understand that. Um, and I think that that's a pretty good tip. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and hold my my big one till the end. So I've got a couple little little doodads I'll throw in here. Um, if if we're confined to our homes, and that is, that is a possibility that I'm hearing, especially in my city, I hear it's a real possibility that there might be a broader shutdown of of businesses, etc and we're confined to our homes, more or less. Melanie says, um, consider the television um, as a tool that you can use and as a motivator. So yes, of course, um, we're gonna get exhausted, you know, just dealing with your kids around the clock and dealing with their school and like, I mean, my kids are multiplying mixed fractions right now, and I'm sort of going like, okay, okay, just a second, kid. Let me figure this out. All right, I'll get back to you. I just got to, 
Hi, how does this work again? Okay, okay, here's the rule. And you know, it takes a little mental, mental gymnastics to catch up with. I got another kid that's doing uh, Greek history. They're doing Latin stuff that I never learned. So I have to figure it out. And then, you know, so anyways, it's, it's tiring. And you have all of the emotional gymnastics of, now put that down, Billy, and all of that stuff that's going on. Um, so you do have the TV or, or screens um, where you can go, hey, there's a teacher, there's an online teacher, um, and he's talking about multiplying mixed fractions. Hey, guess what, guys? At 10 a.m., I'm willing to let you guys watch 15 minutes of instructional video or nature video or whatever and use it as your friend and a release valve for you um, because it is, it's a form of entertainment, but you can use it as your as your educational friend. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like movie day when you were in elementary school. That was clearly primarily for the benefit of the teacher. <laughs> yes. But she was talking about using it as a teaching aid. Um, and then, of course, if you want to, you can parcel that out as some kind of reward or let's say it's you want to do recess and the weather's terrible. You can go, okay, here's a reward. She said, you know, it's the case with a lot of homeschooling families that they they can just throw up their hands and go, all right, everybody can just do digitally whatever you want to do. And don't do that. We, we, we should really be have really strong parameters on what happens with our kids and screens, whether it's smartphones, computers, iPads or televisions you should decide up front, here's how much of that time I'm comfortable with, and then we're going to monitor it. That gets me to my, that, that's a step up to my big point, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Yeah, one just quick tip that we realized, there's a lot of, and this goes back to our old technology series, but there's a lot of junk that can sneak its way onto screens that you wouldn't expect mm -hmm. uh, in this age of, smart recommendations that show up on everything we had thought it would be a reasonable idea to hand my nine-year-old the kindle and just say go for it and because there was they you can get all these classic books for free through amazon sure. and it was like oh this is great and she loves the classics she's she's gonna go right to jekyll and hyde and the picture of dorian gray right and we told her, don't download anything without talking about it with us, but here's some good ones, go. And I don't know how, this is probably going to make it sound like I've been snooping around at weird stuff on Amazon, but it started recommending like erotic romance novels to her in the bottom of the little Kindle. And I didn't even think the Kindle did anything shopping-wise. So yeah. it makes me go, every screen that's on is going to be monitored amen while it's on and that sucks because i thought you know a black and white screen how damaging can that be but yeah. as it turns out these oh, you can learn a lot there from the old black and white screen <laughs> these require some significant vigilance too yeah so just to just to throw out some some possible rules nobody has to do what i do but some possible rules are there will be no screens in bedrooms. Um, it's not easy to monitor what happens in there. So screens are something for public in the public areas. 
um, I don't care if my kid is 17 years old, um, I will demand that I have, I might not use this right all the time, but I have the right to review anything that they're saying, any emails, anything they're looking at, shopping, all browser history, for sure. Um, that's our job, um, not to be the policeman, um, yeah, to be the policeman. Um, yes, to monitor what our kids are, are doing because um, we're shaping their worldview and their culture. So um, anyways, I don't want to get into that, but you should keep tight, tight uh, reins on those things. Uh, we're running out of time. Um, games, use games. You can use games to teach things, to teach math. You can use games um, for a break. Um, you could even say, we're going to, quote, leave school because we're going to go upstairs and play a game. Now let's go back to school. You know, you, you could do that for mental breaks, but use games. Um, and then hiking should be, I, I would hope that if our city goes on lockdown, I would hope that the parks would be full of people, that we would be taking hikes tons with our kids. Um, no, not, not close enough to breathe their air, Mark. I mean, we don't want to go crazy, but parks yes um i'm thinking like why couldn't you play golf or tennis go on i don't know okay maybe maybe you can all right um my here's my here's my lot my big punchline. last thing i'll say oh no i have one more read with your kids so we read with our kids at night um and we we've gone through so many wonderful books the whole little house in the prairie series um we we've done uh they've done the hobbit we're doing all of the narnia books right now they just love it love it love it it's good for them it's educationally nutritious you can read the read stuff that you like because reading stuff you don't like sucks and i've realized even for my younger kids i can find something that's engaging enough that they're willing to listen but especially once you hit that seven eight nine age range there's a lot of good stuff out there that you can read oh yeah um and that was a game changer i stopped hating like let's read hippos go berserk for the seven billionth time tonight yes life gets a lot better when you don't have to read in a rocking chair with your kids and you can read some meaty stuff um i've been delighted how my kids can pick up on symbolism it's great okay here it is discipline that's the that's the subject that needs to be addressed number one for people who for whom school is coming into your house for the first time um you're not used to i, I just what is i'm just speaking to the average um person you're not used to um policing their school you're not used to policing their time maybe as much um and you're certainly not used to running a classroom where there's uh, multiple kids who are trying to you know get through an assignment and you can't have chatter etc so i would just encourage everybody to right up front the first day you sit down say school is not going to be regular life it's going to be um a little more militant i don't know if you want to use that word but it's going to be formal we're gonna we're actually going to have respect here we're going to be focused 
and we're going to get through this step. We're gonna have a fine time, where it's not gonna be unpleasant, but there also won't be shenanigans here. So I think that's so important to say up front. We have a my um, we we have a, a sweet friend that's just started um, life as a teacher, and she just wanted to be so sweet to those kids up front. And now, she, and I told her, well, you should be really mean up front and let them know you won't they won't get away with anything. Oh, that's not really me. I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and now she's coming back and going. I really need to get back to control my classroom. It's really rough. I said, that's why you have to be like a little bit tough up front and then you can show all the love on the backside while when you have order, but you, it's really hard to regain that order. So I would encourage anybody to like have your standards be very high for discipline. You know, I feel like I'm forever telling my youngest, sit up straight in your chair because she's very creative in how she sits in the chair and slinks all over the place and turns the desk into a bed and no, 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 we're just gonna sit up in our chairs. So stuff like that, I would just say, I, I, I would want parents to feel totally authorized to go like, I'm the principal, I'm the vice principal, I'm the teacher, I'm the PE coach. And while we're inside these hours, um, don't think of me as sweet mommy, sweet daddy. Think of me as your teacher because we're going to, we got to get through this stuff. So th that would be my bottom line is the discipline thing. Yeah, that's big. I, I've seen just as an observer, public school, private school classrooms run by people who don't know how to take charge. Yeah. And it's gross, especially uh -huh. when you throw 25 kids into the mix and then I've also seen shocking examples of the sweetest little kindergarten teachers who snap, snap everybody to, to attention. I love it. Quickly. So I think there's something we can learn there. And yeah, if you need more detailed discipline guidance listeners, please go listen to a podcast from Steven with terrible audio from like two months <laughs> ago where he talked for an hour and a half on how to inst institute some discipline procedures in your parenting life. I thought that was really useful and it's probably a good refresher for you right now. And it was called parenting as disciple making, I think. There you go. Yeah. Um, last thing that comes to mind, sorry, I didn't write this down. I wanted to say it. Um, oh shoot. Wait a second. Just jumped out of my head. What were you just talking about? Mm. I don't know. What were you just talking about? Parenting is disciple making. Teachers that can pop a class into attention. Yes. Oh, last thing. just before we go to touch on the first thing you asked about was okay we, we our schedule was not set up for one of us to be available all the time to take care of the kids and so maybe you've got two people who are uh, wage earners in your house and now you've got full-time kids in the house and how are we supposed to do all this this is going to sound like no duh but here it goes ready schedule 
schedule the time when one of you is on duty and the other one won't be bothered because they're working now. And that's also a good idea. If you just got thrown into the house, you should follow these same things for your um, stay at home work life. That You have a place, that's the workplace. You don't get disturbed there. I don't care if somebody has a bloody nose, you're still not gonna disturb them in this workplace. And then have, have times where either you switch off so now, now we've got somebody that's there on duty with school and kids and somebody else is working, protected time. And if you've got kids who are, I don't know, six or older, you should be able to say now for the next two hours, you guys are gonna work. When you come to a problem, put a post-it note on it and you will get FaceTime with us. And you, you must give your children FaceTime when they're working to help them through problems. Um, but that doesn't have to be all the time. So you can say, okay, you're on your own for the next two hours. I expect this and this done, et cetera. You just got to schedule it. All good stuff, Stephen. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for giving us some wisdom from your experience doing this. And Radical. To those who are out there trying for the first time, we, uh, we give you permission to try and fail lots of things. Yes. And also... Like I said in our emergency episode, just use this as a time to uh, explore some new territory as a family. I just got an email. I, I just got a text from, from Jeff Davenport this morning. And he said, he said, why is there no American dad stepping up as our nation's voice, calmly reassuring everyone, giving harsh truth, guiding the country, making things okay in the midst of tumult? It's a true shame even someone outside politics, nothing against Trump. I think most of our presidents in our lifetime would have failed at that. I, I mean, our churches are shutting down. Like, I think people are really desperate for someone to guide them through this, through this scary transition. So personally, I think, I think it's, it would be a great time for us to make hay and, and put ourselves forward as a voice of reason and trouble in trouble yep so guys good luck with the homeschool and that's all we got today bless you bless you with the lockdown everyone for abraham's wallet i'm Stephen Emanuel, and i'm mark barrett we'll catch you later